Shit could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. Shit could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. Tweaking, tweaking off that 2CB, huh? Is he gonna make it TPD, huh? And before we get started, I actually want to shout out our first sponsor for Verbally Effective, Tony's Cologne. Now check it out. Ladies, gentlemen, be sure to get your perfumes and colognes at discounted prices from Tony's Cologne. I'm talking about all designer brands such as Chanel, Dior, Gucci, just to name a few. Call Tony's Cologne today at 901-550-6281 to get your 3.4-ounce designer fragrance for as low as $75. Call Tony's Cologne today, 901-550-6281. Verbally Effective, Episode 22, your double E, Ina Esco. In the studio today, I have with me Memphis, very own Memphis Meeks. What's up? Meeks. What's going on, Ina? How you Should doing? I call you Meeks? You can call me Meeks, yeah. Are you from Memphis? Yes, I'm from Memphis. You're a, what part of Memphis? Westwood, Walker Westwood. Homes area. What yeah. you know about Walker Home? That's my neighborhood. That's where I came okay, from. Okay, okay. Well, I invited Mr. Meeks to the show because I've been following Meeks on social media for quite some time. And what stood out to me with Meeks is his paraphernalia, his business, his entrepreneurship goals mm-hmm. with Memphis versus everybody. Tell me about your business, Mr. Meeks. Well, I have a, a couple of different businesses, but this, this one you're talking about is my T-shirt yes, line. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about yeah, now. Yeah, my T-shirt line has been uh, pretty successful, mm-hmm. pretty pretty uh, known around the city as far as making shirts. People hit me up for the, I'm the Memphis T-shirt guy, I guess. That's not like anything not affiliated with Grizzlies or Tigers is, I guess, me. As far as the T-shirts, so I put them out and people really support them, and I appreciate everybody's support, continued support at that. So very profitable. Very profitable. So you have the Memphis versus everybody, but lately um, I actually had Don Tripp here for um, an episode, and he mm-hmm. had on your shirt. Oh, you I did? know you saw him post it. Yeah, he always he he bought five. Uh, every, I'm rooting for everybody right, from Memphis. Right, that's correct. Yeah, and I had my name up on it because <laughs> I was the one who said it, you know. But uh, yeah, so one day, well, actually after I dropped him, I had been you know promoting for a little while, and he DM'd me. He was like, "Hey, I need a shirt," mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right." I was just going to give him one. He was like, no, nah, I need five. I can't give you five. So I was like, all right, they $25. <laughs> all right, bet. He was oh, like, he, not, he, don't he, don't, no he, don't, he don't have no money problems. No, he don't. Man, Trip, my guy. And we, we did some business together on a couple shows. So Trip is a cool guy. So I appreciate him for that look. Yeah, I like to see uh, people representing where they're from. And, you know, Memphis with our music kind of being at another level now right it's going up i know right like these shirts are good business for you right now right like really good business for you right because it's not just only because i think my last the biggest shirt i had was the memphis everybody shirt and it was kind of like you based it around sports because you're going Mm -hmm. against somebody Mm -hmm. but just rooting for memphis in general that means no negative and it's just we supporting everything in memphis Mm -hmm. and that's what i wanted it to be about and that's what it's about so with the Uprising of Moneybag, yo, Black Youngster, mm-hmm. Block Boy JB, the YKOMs, and the other artists that are coming out. It's a it's a slew of other artists about to come out too, because these labels are looking for Memphis talent now. They are, they are. So, yeah, I'm trying to get this shirt on every artist in the city. <laughs> 
Well, do you have some pink and green ones? I will make one for you and Please my mom because my mom's an AKA. Is she? Yeah, yeah. So uh, where did she go to school? TSU. Okay. Tennessee oh, State. Wow, Alpha Style. Tell your mama say hey, Sarah. I'm gonna tell. Her. <laughs> <laughs> now, with you being from Memphis, you know, like I said, I've seen you on social media. And when I started following you, um, I noticed that you were in the military as well, mm-hmm. and that's probably something a lot of people don't know about you. Yeah, because I don't. I didn't take too many pictures when I was in the military. I got I got two time spans. I didn't take a lot of pictures. High school and military. Don't know why. I just I was always in the picture, and I never kept the picture. It'd be like somebody else's disposable camera and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And so they they got pictures. I got plenty pictures out here, but I just didn't have a camera because I was always in the pictures. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, the military was great. It was cool for what it was. Army. Yeah, I was in the army. Mm -hmm. So. I learned a lot. I got a lot of discipline from it. I see the world in a different aspect now, from a different place now, mm-hmm. and I just had to get out of it because I had I wanted other I wanted to do other things, mm-hmm. and those are the things I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have no problem with the military. I got out honorable discharge, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was just like I wanted to do other things. I wanted to start managing my friend at the time, OG Boo Dirty. I, was, I started out managing okay. him, and that spewed into a whole lot of different things. So you was like, I got to get out the I got to get out. Like <laughs> It was like tour time. We was going to Atlanta a whole lot. They want me to come and you know, do this, do drill and do this. Because mm-hmm. at, at a point, I had got it to the National Guard. So it was like, they want me to come do drill on the weekend. But, hey, we can go make this check. So, now nah, I'm going to go make this check. How can I figure this out to get this discharged and get out? And that's so what I did. you think you made the right decision? Yes. Yes, because you're yeah. doing what you want to do now. Right, and in the military, you know, you, you're a lifer in it. You're going to be anywhere they tell you to be, not where you want to be. That's right. And it's great, and I salute all the, you know, veterans and people still in the military right now because I was one of y'all at one point. But, <laughs> yeah, I salute all them for doing what they did, and I'm glad and I'm you out. You did that, you done. Yeah, I'm, look, I did it. I did when, my time. When I was, uh, when I moved with my dad, because I'm from Texas, I moved with my dad, and we got stationed in Millington, Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted so bad for me to go to the Air Force. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't want to go to no Air Force. And he was like, but you're so smart. Go to the Air Force. But thank God I got a full scholarship to LeMoyne. And I'm like, Daddy, I got a scholarship. I'm not yeah, I'm not. I'm but not that probably that was going to be plan B. Okay, see, the military was my plan B. Okay. I went to college for a semester, tore my ACL. I was playing football. Okay. They told me my knee would never be the same again. Uh-huh. This is before all these new ACL surgeries where everybody's just coming right back after nine months and know, the pros and stuff. But this was like 2005. Mm-hmm. So they told me it would never be 100%. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if it's never going to be 100%, my chances of going pro probably just went down a lot. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out. I left school, came back here, started going to Southwest for a minute, worked at FedEx for about seven months. Mm-hmm. Then I saw, I, mean, I heard a radio commercial saying it might have been K97 probably at that. Yeah, so I heard a radio commercial, and they were saying that, hey, if you go to the military, it, during this time, we're going to give you this $20,000 bonus. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they were throwing the money out, and they're going to pay for my tuition. They will. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, I left school, so I don't, I'm not going to have that scholarship anymore for the, athletic, for the athletic thing. So let me go see if I can do this for the military and get back in school, get my school paid for, and get a bonus on top of it, as long as I don't get blown up in the war. That's how I was looking at were it. Were you scared about that piece? I mean, I know that's at the back of your mind. They told me, they told me it was a possibility I'd go to war. Mm. And sure enough, Iraq. I was in about a year and a half, and we had to go to Iraq. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was I was frightened. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was trained to handle myself, you know, how I was accordingly, so I was cool. But I was, like, knowing that first two weeks over there, we riding around, we seeing the city, we in uh, Baghdad, Iraq. 
Yeah, it's it's not what you're used to. You can train for it all day, but once you get in it, it's totally different. Like the stuff you see on the movies is exactly what you see on the movies. So like bombings and yeah, stuff like all that, that all around you. All that. Oh wow. Well, where we sleep at, it's not too many. I mean, it's bombs coming, but they can't reach to where we are because mm-hmm. we had defense systems and stuff like that. Wow. But yeah, it was it's serious. So you was like, yeah, I got to get back to the uh, Yeah, I was like, yeah, I know I ain't coming over here anymore. So when I get back, I'm going to do my time and I'm going to slide on out. Is it easy to get out like that? To be honorably discharged? If you're an honorable person. If you if you stay good in the military, yeah. But if you get kicked out of the military or you get, you like, let's say you get caught um, dr- doing drugs or something like that, it's dishonorable. Okay. So that's how you... Then that, that's that's gonna stay on you for like forever. Oh. You can try to go get a job. It's almost like having a felony, a dishonorable mm. discharge. Or basically, it takes away the you know veterans get you know, preference. Mm-hmm. So it takes away their preference, and then it's like a st- stain on you because not only were you in the military, but you failed the military. Is basically what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And so if you failed at that, I can't trust you to do your job at this company, whatever company you're applying for. With Trump in office, do you think we're gonna going back to war soon? I don't know. Trump is... Such a wild card. He's a wild card, exactly. It's like, on one hand, we know what he's what he stands for. We know we're not supporting that. But then he just met with the Kim Jong-un dude the other day. buddies. So it's just like, all right, keep doing that part, though. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want them to come over here at all. Because right. it's, it's more of them than it is of us. Yeah. And, and then it's like, we kind of feeling like, is he really cool with Putin from <laughs> Russia like that? Like, Cause I think they been a, tight. You think? Yeah, but I feel like them investigating Russia and all that is mm-hmm. what. Is that's what a conflict it's kinda, of interest comes? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, we might not be cool no more. Mm-hmm. So I hope we hope we don't get into it with them. I hope world peace. I'm rooting for everybody I'm to be for peaceful. World peace. And and I'm mainly doing that because I have two sons, and I just keep thinking if war come, they gonna do the draft, and I got two boys. So yeah. No, no. I don't think that. I don't think the draft will ever come back. You don't think so? Nah. It's too many people, people signing up. It's, it's too many people signing up. Still to this day. Yeah. Military, like they not, they, you don't see too many ads anymore because they don't need people anymore. It's the recruiters still have their job. Okay. Uncle Sam posters still pointing at you, but they not. It's not a need because we're not at wartime now. If we go to wartime, some people start dying. Maybe. Oh wow! Of course, people are gonna start dying. You know what? Like, oh, it's just to me when Trump got in office and they did the budgets, he invested so much into military defense. It's like so many. Things were taken away from critical budgets to right. military defense. That's right. why I feel like, oh, it's coming. Yeah, I mean, coming. I think I think he knew he wasn't gonna back down to anybody. So oh, it's no. just like, yeah, say something. I got he got his Bet finger on the button. He ready. <laughs> he, he, ready. Like, he like a little kid. He ready. He's he's emotional. He's impulsive, and he just all right. Y'all gonna y'all gonna do the, y'all sure y'all want to do that? I'm gonna hit this button. And I think he's just waiting on something. Well, that is something very intriguing about you. Your military background, me. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you came back and you were like, I'm going to be a promoter. So what happened was, <laughs> it's got a story about that too. So I come back and when I was in Iraq, when I wasn't on a mission, I was always tweeting. Like I was almost- Tweeting a, from Iraq. I was I was the only person people over here in Memphis knew that was 
in the war mm-hmm. for one, and then I'm giving them updates on like my mission today. I'm not I'm not going into detail because I couldn't do that, but I would be like, yeah, I made it in good today, everything cool. And so I have kind of got a following from my from my Facebook people is who was coming over to Twitter because they didn't come over to Twitter till later. But anyway, um, I had gained a little following on Twitter, and so I think I had sixteen hundred followers. That was big in 09. Oh. That's when I got back from Iraq. And so I got a phone call. I don't know how this person got my number. I don't know. I ain't asking no questions. He was like, hey, I want you to start doing events with me. And I was like, well, I always wanted to throw parties, but I never threw a party before. He While was like, you're in Iraq. No, nah, I'm, I'm back in, I'm okay, back in Memphis. Back. Okay. I'm back in Memphis, and I've been back probably like three weeks. I had hit a couple spots. I think census was popping at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I want you to uh, help me throw these parties. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm with it. Just tell me what I got to do. So I did a couple parties with him. That guy did bad business. I'm not going to say his name. Mm. He did some bad business. So I just thought, I was like, okay, I kind of learned enough in that little time. <laughs> I can do this myself. So I started doing it on my own and got another call from, um, well, I got another call from a guy I was introduced to by the guy who did the bad business. So I was working with J Visions at first at Visions Nightclub. And then, it, simultaneously with working for J Visions, I was managing OG Boo Dirty. Mm-hmm. So, I set up a meeting with OG Boo Dirty and Curtis Givens. Curtis Givens was like, hey, if you're going to be promoting my artists and managing my artists for me, I need you over here. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, make it, make me an offer. He made an offer, and I was working at level two from, I left Visions, I was working at level two from. Yeah, I was at level two on the on you know, young folk night. Mm-hmm. So on the Sunday, <laughs> swagged out Sundays, it was me, Aben, Lida, uh, New Breed, and Brownlee and Curtis Givens when it was all mm-hmm. good. So that was the beginning of the promoter. That was the early on, like 2010, 2011, and the promoter came from. It just started from there. So do you like being a promoter? Yeah, I enjoy it. Do you always agree with? Well, I guess you you can easily say no if you don't want to promote. That person's event. Yeah, I, I say no a you lot. You do that often. You do. You do yeah. say no a lot. Yeah, because yeah, think about it. any and everybody will call you to host their little cousin, little Pookie birthday party on. You know, you turning. I have an old. Mm-hmm. It's just like no, nah, I'm not here to be doing it. Like I happy birthday to them, but I'm not trying to be like just there for that. But does I'm, someone just have to be hot in the streets for you to agree? No, it has to make sense for me. It has to be something I want to do, though. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the things that come across the table, it's either Curtis or Brownlee. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I know they're good people as far as they're going to handle their business the correct way. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's somebody I don't know, okay, what are you actually doing here? What is this for? Is this for an artist that's coming? Is this for, what is it for? Like, and then I just base it off that. If it's if it's cool, I do it. If it's not cool, I'm not going to do it. But I'm getting more into now, and I've been doing it. The whole time I was doing stuff with them, I've always done my own thing, too. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to take my stuff to a next level, like mm-hmm. last night. Like, tell us about last night. Last night we had uh, Wife and Lucci at the New Daisy Theater. Mm-hmm. And then we had Wife and Lucci at V-Live for the after party. I saw it was so much going on. Yeah, it was a lot going on. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even get on my Insta story last night. It was a lot going on. I was actually working. I was the stage manager. And had time. It was just, I was running back and forth doing a whole lot of stuff. I was sweating. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a chill night for me. It was a work. work Do straight you prefer work. to be busy like that at an event? Or do you prefer to chill 
and reap the, you know, I prefer to chill at the event. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're going to have your situations where you have to handle this because you're the go-to guy for it. But I prefer to put someone else in position to, hey, you're over this, you're over this, you're over this. And I'll be I'll be here if y'all need something, but handle what y'all are supposed to handle. So that's what I like working oh, you're like really that. really good at delegating. Right, right, right. Do you think that I've always delegated? Okay, you've just always delegated. like I would be like, let's say if I'm working with Curtis, Curtis would delegate me for this. You're doing this. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Now, in my event that's gonna be on Thursday, I'm delegating. But I would do you know whatever it is for his event. I, I can I can be the leader and the follower. A lot of people can't do that. No. Some people are just like, nah, I need everybody to do this because I'm the boss and I'm, I'm not. I've never been like that. And you know what? I think sometimes people can. They want to control every aspect. They're not saying that's just a bad thing, but they're kind of scared to let others take care of a certain task. Right. Right. And so I hate micromanaging. But we're doing that, you can just get so consumed, something is going to get left out. Right. So it's really good when you can delegate efficiently. You got to have people you can trust. Yes. That's going to get the job done. You have some trustworthy team members. Yeah, definitely. You have a big team. I used to have a big team. My big team kind of broke apart uh-huh. because I had a partner that I do my most of my events with, and uh, they wasn't seeing eye to eye with. He wasn't seeing eye to eye with the, those team members, so they went and created their own team. Uh-huh. And I don't have a problem with it because it's enough things out here for everybody, yeah. as far as money or people or crowd or whatever it is. If people want to go to your event, they're gonna go. So. Uh-huh. I'm not a hater like that. I don't never get into it. And I think Memphis has so much opportunity as far as nightlife and having events. Because I really think that we're kind of behind compared to other cities that that are comparable sizes. It's just for some reason, I think we're catching up. But, I mean, thank God we we have people like you. I think we kind (laughs) of always going to be catching up in a sense. Why? Because promoter. Because the, the problem is... One, okay, you bring a, let's say people want something new to do. Everybody's like, it's nothing to do. Everybody doing the same old thing, same old thing. All right, you come with something, and then people are hesitant about it. It's like, I don't know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I've been bringing new events to the city, like the silent party and stuff like that, and people have caught on. It didn't, it wasn't instant, but after the first one, it's been mm-hmm. going. So people are coming accustomed to it, and now it's almost like a mainstay event yeah. Like people are waiting on the silent party. So. I see several people throwing a silent party. Yeah, it's a lot of different silent parties out here, and that's cool, too. Like, we I, we want the first, they want the first, whoever. Like, it's going to always, somebody's always going to um, redo what you're doing or redo what somebody else did, and it's just, you know, life. Okay, so I heard you say something about you got something coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, we got uh, Get Home Safely. It's a um, house set that I did like in 2014. Last, I think I did like three of them before. But I took something that I heard one of my favorite rappers from California. He has a CD called Get Home Safely. And he's basically saying, you know, he was in the gang culture. He's not a gang member, but the people Ooh. around him, Dom Kennedy. Okay. So the people around him, like, you know, Nipsey Hussle's Crip I and like YG Nipsey. is Blood. And, you know, I like YG. That's, that's big in California. So it was like basically every day the goal was to get home safely at the end of the day. So when I'm thinking about parties, everybody's going to get drunk. If you got the livest party, like the Project X movie and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you just want to get home safely at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, okay, this party, we finna get stupid drunk. So and everybody just make party? sure. It's a house party, but it's at a venue. Okay. So we're going to give it that house party set type feeling, mm-hmm. and we're just going to turn up. Mm, and it's on a Tuesday, safe. so 
you ain't got nothing else to do. And it's from 8 to 12, so it's not like we're going to keep you from going to work in the morning. So, yeah. You know who would be a good sponsor with your event? Who is that? Like Uber. Get yeah. safely. Yeah. Uber. It you would know, be. that would be a good sponsor, a good time. Maybe you could help me out with that. I can help you out with that. Help me out with I that. got you. Yeah. Now, other than nightlife. I know you started a podcast. You're mm-hmm. one of my podcasting uh, circle people that I listen to. The yeah. Junt with D-Nice. Yeah. How is it going? It's going good. I think we're on episode, we just did nine. Uh-huh. And we're going to drop ten pretty soon. I think we're going to record it sometime this weekend. So, yeah, it's going pretty cool. Like, we just been... When you have, you know, you do yours yourself and you interact with your guests. Mm-hmm. With us, we had to get a um, a good feeling for each other mm-hmm. because we don't kick it every day. But now when we come in, now we kind of got a good gelling. smooth flow. We gelling, yeah, a whole lot more. I'm enjoying the podcasting journey. Like, yeah, it's fun. Your podcast is is you and D Nice, mm-hmm. and you guys go through your topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so my podcast is more of an interview style. Like, it's me and always a guest that I hand select. Right. And I, I'll provide the, the topics, but I leave it open for my guests to talk about whatever they want to talk about as well. But it's mainly to highlight, like, a The guests, right, right. But I've heard all kind of podcasts, like, different styles. And yeah, I'm like, how do they do it? I like, I like the different styles. Like, have you ever uh, seen Drink Champs? No. Okay, so it's Noriega and this DJ from Miami. Noriega. And Noriega is cool with all the hip-hop legends, of course, because mm-hmm. he's a hip-hop legend himself. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he gets the Diddy's, the 50 Cent's, the Rick Ross's, the, anybody who's been in the game 10 years or longer, mm-hmm. and he gets a, he has them sit down, and him and all his guys are sitting at a table, and they just drink. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they say it's Talking shit. the truth gonna come out if you drink a whole lot of liquor so he get the artist drunk and they talk about a story they <laughs> never talked about before and it's pretty cool i want to be in a setting like that but i don't want to be a copycat of them right but i want it to be it's loose it's fun it's you know mm-hmm. yeah like, there's nothing wrong with the interview style too i like that because it's i'm here <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, me. Anytime. You know whose podcast that I, I listen to every week? Who's that? Um, Joe Budden. I love Joe Budden podcast. Do too. I tune in every week for I'm real. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, me too. Now, let me tell you, I have a Joe Budden story. Okay. Now, uh, back Mouse. in the day, I, ooh, when I first started, I was probably with K97, maybe a year in or a couple of years, but I was a little young thing back then. Okay, that's when young Joe Budden thing. came. Okay. <laughs> Pump it up, Joe Pump Budden. Pump it up. Mm-hmm. And do you remember uh, MTV was doing um, Sucker Free Sunday mm-hmm. shows? Yep. Okay, so they had one in Memphis. And they had Kia Shine do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I was working that, that weekend, and um, I got a phone call. E, I need you to interview Joe Budden. I'm like, okay. So they came to the studio. It was like him and about four other guys. Mm-hmm. He was the worst interview ever. Ever. Do you know why? Why? The whole time I'm trying to engage with him, interact with him, he just stand up there staring at me. You, you look so good. Anything I asked him, I want to talk about me and you. Yeah. I mean, he was that was so down. irritating. I was like, and we live on the air. Yeah. It's not like it is now. Yeah. This shit was live right, on right, the right. air. And so... It's like he Can you blame him, though? I mean, I didn't give it up. I just felt embarrassed right. at that point. And then his friends, they were just standing there looking very intimidating. And I had 
a guy that worked with the radio station in there with me, and they were trying to punk him out, and it just got really out of hand. That was the worst interview ever. But now look at him like this nigga. <laughs> yeah, and he talks about he talks about um, the Migos not being great interviews. And right. look at what he did with you. But that's how he You know, he don't remember off. that. You know, he, he don't remember I'm that. I'm sure he don't. But look, I didn't find the pictures <laughs> and everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. I got to see him. Yes, yes. That's the sucker free, everything. But you could do a lot with these podcasts. Yeah, you actually can. You just got to be consistent and just keep putting the keep content Keep putting the content out, out. Yeah. Do you guys video? We're about to start. Do you want to? I've been wanting the video since day one. I didn't want to do it without yeah. the video. I'm kind of suspect on the video. I'm like, what if my guests don't want to be interviewed, you know? I think, <laughs> so when you listen to Joe Budden's podcast, you watch it or you listen to it? I just listen to it while I'm at work. See, I used but to I listen. know you have the option to watch. I used to listen to it when I was at work all the time. And then I found out the, my work's Wi-Fi. And I set my phone up. And while I'm at work, I'm watching the podcast. And I think watching stuff, for me, is always better. Like, I'd rather watch a movie than read the book. Even though you're going to get more details in the book, you can see the details on the film. You can see their reactions. Yeah. And he's so animated, too. Right. And I like his co-host. Right, yeah. they they play, I think they play their roles well. Yes. Because, yes. you know, Maul dude going to give you some little funny stuff yeah. here and there. Yeah. And, and Rory, Rory. he's trying to give real insight, but Joe always shut him down. And yeah. he just, he like, man, all right, cool. And it, that's it, just their chemistry. Right, and have. it's so smooth. Mm-hmm. Even the guy that's behind the camera, Parks, I yeah. like him too because he gives some good details sometimes. They got a really good thing going, but right. now he has to deal with uh, Revolt. Revolt. What is, what, I wanna... When is it going to start? Like, what is it? He ain't gave a date culture. yet. That's yeah. all I know. He's, he hasn't given a date yet. I'm ready to see it, though. I'm but he's still going to be doing his podcast, but he got that, like his, uh, you know, like kind of like the every, everyday struggle thing he was doing at first. What's going on with everyday struggle? Joe they left struggling, as well. though. So like, it's basically like, it was. you could tell it was Joe's idea. It was yeah. Joe's show. And they lost this. When you lose Jordan, it's hard yeah, just with Pippen. Yeah, they can't keep anything Right. Consistent. And they don't even have a Pippen. Like, Academics has an internet following, and he has his Twitch fans or whatever, but he it's not. He has a big following. Yeah, I was does. surprised because. I don't, I'm not feeling academics like. I'm not either, uh, but you uh. got to think about we're from Memphis. We're from around like cooler people, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So when you see the guy who, you know, sits in the basement all the time, you got to think about it. It's probably more guys that sit in the basement all the time than there are the cool guys. Mm. So all those basement people who just sit in the crib and play games and watch hip hop from yeah, afar and be real fans, they agree, they, they can feel like they're him. So they like, all right, academics got the news. I listen to academics, even though he don't know any of these artists. Mm-hmm. But he's but it's building, working for him. It's working for him because uh, it looks like he's really cool with the Takashi six, six nine, nine dude, I and mean, nobody likes Takashi six shit. nine. Like, what is going on with him? He's he's taking the um, fifty cent approach. But I he's guess. no fifty cent. <laughs> His songs are selling like fifty cent. Are they? Yeah. What's a what's a Takashi song that you know? I don't listen head? to him. No, I don't either. But I know that his songs are selling. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to him at all. Like if he puts something on the internet, it's going viral. Mm-hmm. He has a fan base. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. It's not for me either. Like, and I think that's what a lot of people think. Joe Budden is a hater, but he just say it's trash. That's basically him saying it's not for me. Right. But when he say it's trash, people get offended. But I just like, yeah, it's not for me. Do you think we live in a sensitive society now? Like It's always been sensitive. <laughs> but do you think social media has changed the game as far as sensitivity? Um, just with the digital world, really. You know, everything is just out in the open now. I feel like the corporations being involved 
has changed it because like okay let's say we're on podcast i can say anything outlandish i want to mm-hmm. i don't have a corporation involved with meek so i can't be penalized for that mm-hmm. i can just say whatever somebody don't agree some people don't disagree now if you got a corporation backing you you gotta go by. You gotta go by. You gotta be a little softer when you speak because you can't just say the outlandish thing because this corporation that's backing you is saying you're representing us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what the problem is in the digital thing because you want to get paid and you get paid through the corporations. So, but like digital media, that's a big a, a big part of your promoting business, right? Right. right. So do, what do you think you would be doing if social media wasn't around as far as promotion? It'll be old school flyers. Flyers. I'll be having the flyers. I mean, flyers were the thing. Flyers were the thing at one point. It was like, you didn't know all these people. It was just like, let's catch somebody at the mall. Give them some flyers. Hey, look, this is what we got going on. Y'all should be here. And people would hold on to that flyer because Save the flyer. yeah, because that's the only way I'm gonna know about this event. I need yeah. to put this flyer in my pocket or ladies in their purse, and they're gonna take it to the house and they're gonna sit it on their dresser and wait on that date. But now it's just like scroll Instagram. Uh, Meek's got another flyer up. Mm-hmm. I might like it. I might not like it. It's I like, might go. I might not go. It's like every promoter should have a good <coughs> digital, a good digital guy. I know you right. probably got about three on. I got like five. You got five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're really like your life support system. When you think about it, when you trying to promote anything, and that's I'm actually taking classes. Uh, I was about to take classes for graphic design, and I just was like, no, I'm not gonna pay for that. I'm just gonna sit at the house and learn how to do graphic design. It's so, so you many. Know how to do it? Kinda. Mm-hmm. Like I, my shirts, I design all my shirts, but my shirts are just uh, typography, typography, like words. It's not I'm not putting like an image with it and stuff like mm-hmm. this. So it's real simple right now. But once I learn how to do graphics, I'm gonna be unstoppable. I think I think you should really really get into that. I'm trying because that seems like such a key component in nightlife or with you having an event. I mean, because any promotion change, you see so many right, flyers, right. and if you're the digital guy. I mean, you own it all right. as far as the visuals. Right. As far as the visuals. So, like, even in your business, anybody's business. Like, my mom has a business. She want me to do graphic work for her. I'm like, well, my mom, I don't know how to make that. I can't do that. I'm not that good yet. Mm-hmm. Well, just do what you can do. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but it's not going to be, like, great, so I don't want to put out none of this whack. Mm-hmm. She was like, well... I- I mean, just do what you can do. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I was like, yeah. So I start, I make stuff for her sometimes. I make stuff for myself sometimes. But when it's me and it's somebody else involved, I put out. I want to put out a great product. So I don't even try to do my own thing. I just, hey, bro, like you the pro. Make mm-hmm. this for me. I'm going to pay you. Mm-hmm. And just do that. But I would like to keep it all in-house, of course. Yeah. But yeah. then I could wake up, take a picture, put whatever I need to put on it, go. And go cut out all that middleman. All the middleman. Yep. So I know you recently started working with the strip club V Live. How is that partnership going? It's going well. Like I sell I sell the VIP sections, VIP booths and stuff like that for, you know, the big ballers as you would. So basically they just contact me and well, I I'm having a problem with it. With what? <laughs> on the on the Instagram page for the V Live because it's not a website for this for their company. I might get them. To, I might design it for them. Design let me it. think about that. But uh, check, yeah, check. yeah, check, check that, that out, Felice. Yeah, Jason, let me get that. <laughs> but so, with my number being on the V Live Instagram's bio, anybody who thinks V Live anything, they call me mm-hmm. Meeks. How you gotta be to dance there? I don't know. Oh, you getting all the I'm getting. Um, what time y'all open tonight? Well, I know that, but I can answer that. But this ain't the phone for that. This is for making booth reservations only. Oh. 
People calling me for any and everything. Y'all hiring waitresses? Call the lady who handles it. I'm not the lady for that, but I get why they do it because you come to an Instagram page, there's a lot in the bio, and then you just see a number. So you just call the number, and I get it. But other than that, everything's going fine. Everything's going great. People coming in every day, buying booths, spending money like crazy. So, like, what are your hours there? My hours there are 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Because the, the, the door, yeah, the door is open at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. The people that's coming to buy a booth, they're not coming between 11 and 1230. Mm-hmm. They might come at 1245, but because the club stays open at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people not going to really buy a booth at the last hour. So I work 1 a.m., 4 a.m., Fridays, Saturdays, and special events. So, like, last night was a special event with your wife and Lucci coming. Mm-hmm. So I work Friday, Saturday, special events. It's, it works good for everything else I have going on, too. And that's Jason's my homie. So he was like, let me make this work for you, but make it work for me because I need some help on this part right here. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. You're selling a VIP booth. I mean, once you take care of that piece of the business, are you being entertained as well? No, no, no. I'm straight business. I'm straight business. I'm really, like, at work. Most times when I'm throwing a party, I, I threw parties at V-Live before and yeah, I get entertained or whatever. But me personally, nah. I'm chilling on the strip club tip. Like, I'm not getting no dances. I'm not throwing any money. I'm here to make money. Now, is the crowd in V-Live, I, I, I was told I'd be surprised sometimes it's more women than men there. Is that true? Most cases, yeah. And are the women, what are the women doing? They want to see the dancers yes. or they want to eat the wings? I mean, they want to eat the wings. <laughs> they want to eat the pasta because they got a, they got a big menu at, up there. And, um, I noticed my folks exquisite LLC mm-hmm. cooking with them. They're on Tuesdays, yeah, yeah, with the seafood. But um, so the women are there for the women, okay. for the guys, you know, to see who's the guy throwing the money. They kind of sack Jason. Not all of them. Oh, I get it. But, I get and then it. they come with they come with that guy sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like okay, you want to go to the straight shake joint. Let me go to the shake joint with you, with so I can men. see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, and somebody somebody might be there to get entertained as well, but they might just be trying to keep an eye on their dude and trying to be the cool girlfriend or the cool friend. That's I can I can do this too. You can take me anywhere. But I don't get a um, kick out of the strip club. I don't go to strip clubs unless I'm hosting something there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, why not? I really don't go places unless I'm hosting or working. Yeah, or working. Making some money. Some basically, type of way. <laughs> basically. I feel you. <laughs> I mean, I go, but I go to something, you know, networking, a couple of homies that promote and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I like being at the house. It's like when you work in this industry, you've been there, done that. It's like really, I'm gonna get out, like you said, unless I'm supporting somebody or I'm right, paid. right. Like I totally feel what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So you like working at V Live? You like yeah. that piece of it? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to come check y'all out at V Live. All right, cool. Because I haven't been uh, frequenting any um, strip clubs. Like the only strip club I've been to was back in the day when I hosted the male dancers. Oh, okay. You know, the Chippendale guys. <laughs> they weren't Chippendales, uh, but they had it going on. What's the difference in Chippendale and well, a regular know, really the dancer? Chippendale brand. Oh, it's a brand. It was yeah, a, a set brand. of people. Oh, okay, right. cool. That's like a commercial. Just taught me some. But I thought yeah. they were all Chippendale dancers. So Chippendale Mm-mm. is a brand. All right. Right. Learn some. <laughs> but uh, those guys would get pretty nasty up mm-hmm. in that thing. So were you entertained? I was. But see, the <laughs> men. <laughs> I the was. Men, it's like I, I'm the host. They picking me up and 
I'm like, wait you around a minute, and wait stuff. a minute. Put you on their shows. Right, but mm. I guess somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. And why not the host? I mean, why not? Like, just like ladies, Joe Budden was trying to holler, look, they was trying to. I, oh, I could have kicked his ass, though. He was just, uh, don't bring <laughs> Joe Budden in. But All I right. do want to talk about Kanye. But before we get into Kanye, let's talk about our first sponsor for Verbally Effective, Tony's Cologne. Be sure to get your perfumes and colognes at discounted prices from Tony's Cologne. I'm talking about all designer brands such as Chanel, Dior, Gucci, just to name a few. Call Tony's Cologne today at 901-550-6281 to get your 3.4-ounce designer fragrance for as low as $75. Call Tony's Cologne today, 901-550-6281. Kanye, I too. I want to talk about Kanye now. Mr. Before o, Kanye. I just jump into Kanye, uh-huh. I have a few words. You know, we're in June right now, and last month, May, was Mental Health Awareness Month, and unfortunately, We've just recently, this past week, had two suicides. Kate Spade, big fashion designer, she was found dead and unresponsive from an apparent suicide. She hung herself with a scarf. I'm hearing that the reason why she killed herself, she was having issues. Her husband didn't want to be with her no more. He wanted a divorce, and she couldn't take it. They were separated, living separate lives. Now, I don't know if, like, her suicide note indicated some of these things, but that's, yeah. like, some of the articles that I'm reading is why. Well, he was claiming that there was nothing wrong with her. Is it, like, a cover-up? Well, he's saying that he said that she was depressed because they were going through a divorce. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, I don't know. Like, I just can't think of me wanting to kill myself behind a divorce, though. But, the, hey, that's I me. mean, you're a different person. And that's, that's, that's the biggest thing with the mental health issue. It's kind of like... We gonna take it a certain way because we're talking about how we would um, right. deal with a certain situation, but we never know who how the next person is gonna take this. Yeah. And you kind of gotta keep an eye on people, even you if really don't know what people are really going through. Right? You know, any given day, at any given moment, um, Anthony Bourdain, um, a celebrity chef writer, um, he killed himself. That just happened this morning. Right, I right, was right. heartbroken. Yeah, like, my what? Instagram is full of them. What could have been so bad because you would think a man like that, he was a world traveler, been everywhere, eating all kind of foods, like so cultured. It just seemed like he had a fulfilling life, but you don't know what was really hurting him. Never know. You know, it's just so sad. So that kind of makes me think about Kanye West. Mm -hmm. So this new album, the very first track, he's talking about killing himself mm-hmm. and i kill you too and i mean i know it's a method to the man because you know he, he love himself song. basically right, I because he, he love say. himself yeah i mean what do you think about this new yay album i love the new yay album that song Even in that particular that, I was about to say, that <laughs> song in particular i don't i'm not gonna play it back a lot it's not gonna get a lot of playback for me but I get where he's coming from. Not it's not in saying that I want to kill myself at some point. Or I think about killing people. It's just the fact that okay, if you're a musician, you're gonna express yourself how you feeling. And if that's how he was feeling, who am I to say, hey man, you shouldn't make this song? Mm-hmm. But that's how he was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Not the song, but the whole album. Mm-hmm. I mess with the whole album. I mean, what he says on the on the cover art, I'm bipolar. Um, it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> right <coughs> right so when i hear that first track i'm like okay yeah you bipolar for real kanye but yeah. i'm a kanye fan i just you know he made those comments about slavery was a choice i'm like 
I got. It's I got some publicity. Some. I mean, not it is. It is, but it's not. So what he's saying, the slavery was a choice. I do not agree with that at all. I don't mm-hmm. think it was a choice. But I hear what he's trying to say. His he ain't never been the best with his delivery. Even <laughs> when he said George Bush doesn't like black people, he wasn't the best with his d- delivery. When he said, uh, "I'm gonna let you finish," but Beyonce had the best videos. It's not the best approach, but he's trying to say something else. No, mm-hmm. with that, all I took from that from him saying stuff after that, not that comment itself, but after that, he's basically saying. Okay, slavery happened without a shadow of a doubt. Still stuff going on now that's messed up as far as racial, racism stuff type like that. That was just like, where are we going to go from here? We can keep bringing up the fact that it's injustice, it's wrong, it's messed up for black people here. But where can we go from here? Let's push forward. Mm-hmm. And stop bringing that up or holding that over people who really don't care in the first place. Mm-hmm. They don't care that they enslaved. Not all of them. Some people do. Mm-hmm. But most of them don't. And then when you really think about it, slavery happened everywhere. Mm-hmm. In every every country in the world at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So why are those people not still bickering about the slavery but we holding on to it? Mm-hmm. Like, as, as black people. As black people, we using it as a crutch. We can't use it as a crutch. We got to kind of... Try our best to push forward, even though it's stuff holding us back. Mm-hmm. Just try to push forward. So you think that's Kanye's? That's Kanye, I mean, that, he said he that from. he said that, but he he messed it up when you say <laughs> slavery was a choice. People are out. They don't want to hear nothing they else. Like, what? It's like yeah, this nigga crazy. Like, right. So that's, that's how I, that's how it kind of went. Mm-hmm. And so once you say something like that, and then you follow, you can follow it up and make sense all day. But once you say that. Mm-hmm. Some people just don't even want to hear the rest of the conversation. Man, look, people checked out on Kanye, but I was, was like, like with, with me being in radio, I'm like, y'all still going to listen to that album. I don't care what y'all say. They saying they not. <laughs> look, and I, I don't care what y'all yeah, say. Yeah, but it's, I, I, I've always separated the person from the music. Mm-hmm. Some people can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff going on with R. Kelly. People right. saying, man, I can't listen to uh, 12 Play no more. Who? R. I, Kelly, that's the I man. Got, right I got, you I got twelve, play like one <laughs> okay. and two. Um, CP2, um, that guy. Yeah, like how you gonna? R. I, Kelly. I, I, yeah, but so a lot of people is like, man, I can't even listen to his music no more. A lot of people are like that, and some some radio programmers are taking it out of their programming. Yeah, but, but not I, not over here in Memphis. I'm baby. not like how can you like take a? It's like Michael was messed up. He had a mm-hmm. lot of stuff going on. We don't mm-hmm. know. We still we'll never know yeah. in detail how many issues Michael Jackson had. Michael, but they not I'm pulling sorry. Michael off the air. No. They not pulling Prince off the air. No. And they were both in different. They were different people, but they had issues. I agree with that. I Every with artist that with. X amount of fame is gonna have an issue. Mm-hmm. Even the guy who just killed himself this morning. They human. Yeah, everybody's human. Right. And everybody can't deal with certain stuff a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, let me listen to this music mm-hmm. and not not correlate that with your your person. Mm-hmm. Like Kanye can get out here and make all the crazy statements he wants to. But when his album drop, I'm going to listen because I know he put out good music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only thing I didn't like from Jesus, I mean from him as a, in a total, was Jesus. That album, I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't care for Jesus. I liked it. maybe three songs off of it. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you put out great music, so I know to check for it every time you coming out. Same with Drake, same with Jay Z. But so it's just like Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. 
Frank Ocean is Where gay. Yeah, well, we need some new Frank Ocean. He just put out two albums last year. The radio doesn't give him no airplay. Yeah, and that's what Kanye was going on a rant about last year when he mm-hmm. put out Pablo. He was like, "Man, I'm not getting airplay, and Frank Ocean is getting airplay, airplay." But y'all playing Drake, y'all not playing me. Mm-hmm. And that was his, oh, that was his gripe. That's how the the fuse started <laughs> with Kanye. No, and no, Drake. That's how they was they was working on an album together, but, but something happened and it kind of. Probably got something to do with a female, though. Knowing no those tell. two fellas. No telling. <laughs> but so what I'm saying is basically Frank Ocean is gay. Mm-hmm. He's bisexual. We all know that. Everybody knows that. Am I not supposed to listen to his music because he's gay? No, you better listen to who you want to listen Because that's what I'm saying. So I separate the person from the music. Right. So same with Kanye's political views. If he want to side with Trump, or he's trying to try to make peace with Trump, because I don't think he would have voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. But I think he was like, okay, you're in you're in position, and I can talk to you? All right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember Kanye getting invited to meet with Obama. I remember Pusha mm-hmm. T getting invited, Jay-Z getting invited, a whole lot of other rappers got invited, but Kanye, didn't have, Kanye wasn't there. You he, sure about that? I ain't see Kanye with Obama. I didn't see him, but that don't mean he didn't get invited. Yeah, he could have got invited. And he could have. You know, they both from Chicago, but it's some, some, it's something with. I, you know what? I know what it was. What? I, I saw that. Well, it was something Kanye mentioned. Something about he went to some type of event, mm-hmm. and before he performed, Obama left the event, and that's what pissed him off. But Obama was on the go. He had to go to his next event. Well, you know, Kanye got that ego. I know. So it's just like I you ain't gonna see me. It from the go, I'm from Chicago. You from Chicago, and you're not gonna see me. Obama had to dip out. <coughs> he gotta understand that. He gotta understand that is mm-hmm. the world is bigger than him, and I think yeah. every artist he's should selfish. understand that. He he's he's selfish, but um, I agree with you in the fact that you know it's kind of hard for some people to separate art from the person, and you I don't know even think I Kanye is he, uh, selfish. Hmm? You I don't, don't think, think he's selfish. selfish. I do. Because if you look at all the situations, he kind of fighting for somebody else. Like the Taylor Swift thing, he was fighting for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. For the Be- I mean, selfish in the fact that I, I don't think he's think just that, egotistical. Yeah, but when I say selfish, I'm I'm saying selfish in the fact that he does not care those words that he say, how it will make someone feel. And and it and it's something to be said about that. You I'm know? the same way, and that's Are why you? I don't I don't feel a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like because we not say this because if I say something, I'm meaning it a certain way. Mm-hmm. The way I say it may not re- like correlate with it. It might not be the same. You might not take whatever I say the same way I meant it to say. But that's on you for your perception. Mm-hmm. And you the way the way well, I meant what, what I said, but. The way I said it may not have been the right way. Put it like that. And you're going to take it a certain way. This person over here going to take it a certain way. person in South Memphis is going to take it a certain way. So people, whoever, the way you hear it is all in your perception. And so then from that point, it's just like, well, I put it out there. Let's say it's a tweet. You can't tell how I'm saying a tweet because mm-hmm. it's just typed out words. You're just going to read it for verbatim what it is. And no matter, the, 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 like basically based off what you're doing at the time, if you're intoxicated or what you're listening to at the time, you're going to read it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so you might not see a problem with what I just tweeted, or the next person might, and the next person might, and then people get outraged about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all on perception. And I think that's the biggest thing on everything, yeah. perception. So you per- try to kind of— Perception gonna, is the main thing. Right. And some people find the way to 
Let me not say this. Or let me not say this. And Kanye don't have Kanye, this. Kanye, he's, he's, he's Kanye like, like, I'm going to say this. Walking on eggshells. He like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to say what I want to say. <laughs> right, right. And, and who going to stop me? <laughs> like, he got a song with him and Jay-Z <laughs> on the song. It constantly repeats. Who going to stop me? Mm-hmm. Who going to stop me? Who's going to stop him from saying what he want to say? Because he got free speech, right? We got free speech. But everybody but don't like free speech. Song. Look, Trump might end that song, but <laughs> back to the Yay album. Yeah, the now, album. I was feeling some kind of way because it was so many people hit me up like, you actually listened to it? Yeah, I did. And I am. Yeah. You know, and, and I really feel it's my duty working in radio to let you know what I think about the album. Right. Like, then what I do. Like, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to give you my opinion on it. Some of my favorite tracks on there is Yikes, right. Wouldn't Leave, and All Mine. So those are my favorite on there. All mine is with Jeremiah and mm-hmm. Ty Dolla I like that, and I think a lot of people are gravitating to All Mine. I like Yikes, No Mistakes, and Violent Crimes. Oh yeah, I forgot about No Mistakes. You like Violent Crimes? I like Violent Crimes because is, is that the one he rapping about having a daughter? Mm-hmm. Like folk, mm-hmm. people are players. So I got, I just so had a daughter. You can feel that you have a daughter. Yeah, I just had a daughter, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, you are thinking that like you know what he said in the song was basically like. Niggas think it's cool to be a player to play with people's emotions or not even to try to play with them, but you got to think about what you're doing. Like, of course, people going to gravitate to you because they, they like you or whatever. But at the same time, you got to think about what you're doing and be careful with people's hearts or their emotions because now you got a daughter. This might happen to her. So now you're going to think about it a little bit differently versus when you were a younger guy not even thinking about that at all because you didn't have a kid. You didn't want thinking about the future of your child and if they're going to go through these same things. So now you view things a little differently. So said, that's why I like that song so much. I said, look at him relating to folks. Now, that song, <laughs> uh, Yikes. Yeah. I can. I, I was like, it's, I could tell NBA Finals going on. You've noticed like J. Cole got the best marketing deal ever mm-hmm. with the NBA because mm-hmm. they playing that whole album. And he giving the intros. He giving yes, the intros. Yes. I'm like, oh, he got a fire ass marketing team but I could Rock hear Nation. yikes being played during these NBA finals right. that beat banging I'm like dang but J. Cole got it sold up yeah J. Cole got it sold up right now I like but beat. I think um, so maybe maybe somebody else will catch on to yeah it. I mean I think as far as the seven tracks you've heard what do you think may get some radio airplay to me yikes gotta go but that's just me though have you heard the DJs playing it in the club yet Mm-mm. Why not? Memphis. That's a banger, though. Yeah, it is, but it's Memphis. Okay, I, I, matter of fact, I'm gonna start that wave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this out. Be like, hey, Especially play this, play this, club. play this. Especially in a strip club, a lot of early songs set, pop maybe. Off. Early set. You think so? Yeah. What you said? They not dancing. But I, I mean, they don't. You gotta think about certain certain people are for certain times mm-hmm. like i'm not trying to hear j cole in the strip club but in my car all day i listen to j cole drake big sean kanye mm-hmm. but i don't want to hear j cole in the club mm-hmm. don't want to hear like lately kanye in the club mm-hmm. i want to hear early kanye in the club with like she gave me my yeah. that's cool but maybe not in the strip club mm-hmm. but you know so it, what you be wanting to hear in the strip club <sighs> like a booty song rake it up Okay. You know, like songs catered to the song. yeah strip club song. I mean, some club, some songs there's not uh, like Drake's. I'm, I'm upset. You heard that? Mm-hmm. So they okay. playing it heavy in the strip club, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not a strip club song. It's just the beat is just like yeah. rocking. Yeah. 
yeah. and you can sing along to it. So everything that is get played in there, they, they break a lot of records in the strip club, especially mm-hmm. in Atlanta. That's where a lot of like Future came from, Young Thug came from, but it's all, and we can do the same thing in Memphis, break the music in the strip club. Yes, but on that Kanye <coughs> album, I like that song. Yeah, I love Yikes. And I know you believe. Yeah, I like that too, because you can relate <laughs> to that too. Man, he's very relatable on this yes, album. Yes, he is, he is. Even for those people who thought about killing you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to think about we don't realize, you know how so many people hate their boss or hate this person or hate this person at their job? Mm-hmm. Some of these people actually have thoughts of killing people. Yes, for real. So right. it's just like, people are going to hear that and it's like, he thought about killing himself. Oh, nah, I ain't with that. But somebody's relating to that too. Yeah. If you look at uh, other people having you know, suicides and then the popular show right now, 13 Reasons Why, Yeah. that girl killed herself and nobody paid her any attention. Kanye telling y'all, y'all weren't paying me no attention when I was thinking about all this. And y'all was just making jokes and saying I was on this and on that. Let me tell y'all why I was on this. Mm-hmm. And and just observing Kanye over the years, is is just like his celebrity is to me is on a whole nother level. Especially being associated with the Kardashians who feed off of fame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what they do. And I don't knock the Kardashians at all. They they getting their money. You don't. You say I thought, I thought you said you don't like them at all. You said oh, you don't no, knock them I at all. I love the Kardashians. I said I'm not knocking them at all. But right. um, it just seems like Kanye, like like you talked about earlier, like certain people maybe um, that you've been knowing for a while that may kind of flip on you and change. It's mm-hmm. like him and Jay Z were so tight. Why Jay? Why him and Jay Z not tight anymore? Like, like to me, that looks at character issues. Like, what's really going on? I don't know if it's a flaw on Do Jay think, or yeah, Kanye. I, though. I, I think Kanye gets the flake because I mean, the flack because we all love Jay Z. It's kind of like man, well, Jay Z can't do nothing wrong. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm keeping but, an open mind about it. But now, if you, if you look at it from Kanye's perspective, Jay Z kind of always didn't like Kanye being here with him, like. You know, like on the same level. You can only level. be on soul, soul. I understand. Like, even if Jay-Z was making the better business moves, which he clearly was because he's at a, almost at a billion, or him and his wife, of mm-hmm. course, at a billion, but he's almost at a billion solo, and Kanye, he's not in debt, like he was saying, I'm, I'm going to need 53,000 or 53 million or whatever, but he's in, he's not there because he's signed to him. So. But so how can you, how can you ever... It'll be on his level if you're assigned to him. Have your, I mean, a lot of your check goes to his company. Right. So, I think it was kind of Jay Z. Like you remember a long time, a long time ago, Big Brother, Kanye was like, I had a song with Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I hear song. Jay got a song with Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Why would Jay Z was never working with Coldplay mm-hmm. until Kanye worked with Coldplay, mm-hmm. and he put his out quicker than he did. Man, it get messy. It get real man. messy. But so. You can go back and think even more. Like, Jay-Z stabbed his brother. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z ain't the great, you know, he's a great artist. Mm-hmm. But you separate him from the person, his person got some real character flaw. Right, right. A lot of he, these artists do. He's a sell cocaine. I mean, it's, it's just yeah. like. On the street. This be my problem with people. These people weren't the greatest people in life before they got the fame. Mm-hmm. And now when they get the fame, everybody wants them to be a role model. Yeah, and, and they didn't sign up. They for didn't that. sign up to be a role model. They mm-hmm. signed up to make some money. Right. At the end of the day, it's all about a check. What Childers gonna be on set? Get your money, black man. Now let's talk about NBA Golden State versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who you going for? Yeah, it's gonna be the final game. <laughs> Dub Nation. Are you a, gold, are yeah. you a LeBron fan? 
I like LeBron, but I'm a Warriors fan. I'm a, I'm a Warriors fan, too. Yeah. Now, it just seems like everyone's buzzing about LeBron maybe leaving the Cavaliers. Do mm-hmm. you think that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Where do you think he's going? Mm, Stephen A. came out yesterday and said LeBron's going to take a meeting with seven teams. Hmm. It was the Lakers, the Celtics, the Cavaliers, of course, Philadelphia, the Rockets, and the Warriors. The I'm hearing a lot of Rockets. He said he wanted me with the Warriors. That's, that'll be like a monopoly on the NBA. They That's just too much talent on one side. Well, all those people won't be there. It'll just be probably left that it'll probably be Steph, LeBron, and KD. Everybody else will probably kind of get fizzled out. Really? Yeah. They'll probably get traded because they don't have, hmm. you can't pay that much money because Clay Thompson, it's about to be time for his contract to be I up like after Clay. next year. And then Draymond, time's going to be right after that, two, three, three years from now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, all right, we can keep the same team or we can build our bench better. Or if LeBron want to come, if LeBron trying to come, he's still playing at the high level he is, how can you turn LeBron down? I don't want to see LeBron <coughs> at Golden State. Just from us looking at these it. final games. Really? I'll like, but who are they going up against? Like, I need to only see the I want that to happen. The only reason I want that to happen is because LeBron fans. They so crazy as far as uh, LeBron is this, LeBron is that, LeBron is this. LeBron always had two superstars on his team. And they try to act like, well, they got four. Draymond not a superstar. Draymond's a good player. Yeah, uh, a very he, good player. Well, if you look at it like this, if Draymond was the number one option on any other team in the NBA, the number one option, not the number two option, would he be putting up those same stats? Mm. Because you got to think about when you space the floor, as the Warriors do, KD in this corner, Steph Curry over here, Draymond got the ball, Clay over here. You can't leave those other people. Uh, you're going to have to let me go to the rim unless you want them to shoot this three. Mm. So, you know, it's just like he's a great player, but he's not a superstar. It's going to be interesting. Did you see that uh, <laughs> at the very beginning of the last game, game three, uh, <laughs> LeBron threw that ball against the backboard and it came in with mm-hmm, the monster dunk. Mm-hmm. I said, damn, he saw it out early. He really, he really, <laughs> I, I was hating on their play low key. I, I don't hate much because JaVale McGee played great defense on him to be a seven-foot goofy guy. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron, like he had, he played him, he stopped him. LeBron was like, all right. He just threw it on the rim, came and slammed yeah, it. Like, but it wasn't like it was time. planned. It was just like, I, I need to get this ball out of my hands. And he threw it up. And he was like, yeah, I'm finna punch this. Because he's the greatest player in the world. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, I can do this real and quick. And it seems like it's hard to guard a LeBron. Um, Iggy, Iggy, what's his name? Iguodala. Yeah. He, he's always on LeBron. But he seemed like he kind of figured LeBron out. He can stop him. But it just seems to me that LeBron, not only LeBron, it's so much theatrics yeah. with well, getting fouled and on offense or defense because right. they be really acting. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> you but know what I'm saying? He figured out. He had, one thing I want to say about that, he never stopped LeBron. LeBron, mm-hmm. The time that Eagle Dollar won MVP, and I'm rooting for the Warriors, he never stopped him. LeBron still averaged 26 points in their finals. Mm-hmm. It was just he stopped him from getting the 50 that we know right, LeBron is capable right. of doing. So it's just like he slowed him down a lot, but he didn't really stop him. But with LeBron, he's, what, 6'9", 260. Nobody else is built that way. No. Even the taller guy. Like, KD's tall, but he's slim. Mm-hmm. The other – JaVale McGee is super tall, slim. Mm-hmm. Nobody can match up with him physically. Right. Like, he is huge. Right. Like, the only person that might be close to him is Kawhi Leonard. He's still, like, 30 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. So, to me, LeBron bullies a lot of people. He do. Like, Steph Curry been guarding him this series. He He's do. been running through him, pushing his arm. He off. been hurting my little Steph and Curry. And they got I'm a call. like, dog, how you 
gonna let how y'all gonna do that? Right, I feel like they gotta call the charge on him. I also feel like they should call travel on James Harden when he But travels. do you notice how LeBron be quick to be like looking cry at baby. the ref? Cry, cry baby, baby for real. Cry I'm baby like, Bron, oh what I call my him. God. He cries First all thing day. you do, go to the ref with that big old face. Uh-huh. I'm like yeah, I'm not calling fouls on you. So you saying you just play so great defense or so great offense that you never do anything wrong? Cry, baby. Cry, baby. <laughs> so you think they're going to lose tonight? Yeah. And it's just over. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about where LeBron going next at this For the point. whole summer. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. But, mm-hmm. Mix, I really enjoyed you on episode 22. we just been running I our I enjoyed mouth. you too, yeah. I like Thank it like that. Thank you for coming. No problem. And I want you to tell everybody how they can get a Memphis versus everybody t-shirt or I'm rooting for everybody, for everybody from Memphis shirt. All right. So you can go to uh, MemphisMix.com. That's my website. You can go on my Instagram, MemphisMix.com. I, that's my business page for my t-shirts. Or you can text me at 901-800-6917 and I'll work out your order for you. That's right, y'all. Holla at my friend Memphis Meeks, promoter, entrepreneur. Uh, Memph- you, you know what? I'm going to be hearing a lot of good things from Memphis Meeks. I think he's going to catapult into some other businesses. So. Yeah, I hope so. so I'm y- trying. Y'all know I'm going to you know, charge a small consultation. Yeah, fee, charge you know? me and I'm going to pay I'm going to help my boy out. <laughs> yeah. Because I see big things for you, Mr. Meeks. I appreciate and it. And make sure you guys check out his podcast, The Junts. How can they hear that? They can go to the link in my bio, or you can go to my website. It's a link. When you go on my website, it's a flash page. You can click the Jump Podcast and listen. All right. Thank you so much, Memphis Meeks, for being my guest for episode 22 of Verbally Effective. Thank you. Then I'm on E! News. She could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. She could get Menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. Hey, hospital been a hundred bands, fuck a watch. Hundred grand and make your best friends turn to ops. I hear y'all bringing my name up a notch. Guess I just turn the cloud game up a notch. 